you supposed to have cards ready? <laughs> oh, man. It didn't start recording quickly enough. No, Mikey, <laughs> you're not supposed to have any cards for the good card, bad card. <laughs> well, I don't. Card I, I can run up to my car really quickly and get and, and get card. I, 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 you were very unclear in this. Good card. There's one. Yeah. Bad card. That's two. Trading card podcast. So there's three mentions of the word card in there. Now it Wait, doesn't. I mean, but good, but good cop, bad cop, wrestling. I'm not bringing along police officers. <laughs> but that's the name wrestling in it, so there is a clue that it's wrestling. Right. I thought we were just talking. Oh, uh, we are. Yeah. That. That's it. Yeah. That's all we're doing. Yeah. We're just talking. That's fine. <laughs> I, you. I, you I, ask hold on. You go I off know. topic. You, you'd go way, way off, way, way off topic. I feel like this is the most on topic I've been in a while. Uh, I think you've just done this to uh, to mess with me because I have so few notes. It's not even funny. I'm, I've not been taking I don't, I'm not saying I'm not taking it seriously, but it, the whole point is it is. It's just a conversation. Um, the cards are kind of like the starting point to have a conversation with. And um, each week I kind of get less and less prepared. Uh, I'm going to tell you how I, I had. I, I ordered some cards because I didn't have any magic cards at all, and I needed something to share. And they arrived, I don't know, about five days ago. And I picked out the cards that I was going to use about 15 minutes ago. So that that tells you how little, how little preparation I've done. And um, I was like, well, I don't need to because I'm like, I'm not the expert. You're the expert. That's why that's why you're the guest this week. So I was like, I can get away with anything. But yeah, no, um, I, I have no idea how this episode is going to work at all. Then normally we kind of show each other a card and then we talk about it, talk while we picked about it, and then go off on a tangent as quickly as possible. And then after about an hour, we just kind of wrap it up. But uh, yeah, hey, why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me about Magic the Gathering then? I, I just say I know so little. About it. <laughs> I, even I did not want to. Th I thought it was just talking about my hobby, man. Hey, it's whatever you want it to be, Micah. <laughs> this is this is wow. This is the most this is the most me thing possible. <laughs> um. Hmm. So, right, so I'll ask you some questions then, and you can explain it to me. I have, some I have some things. Normally, it's kind of like explain to the idiot what he doesn't really understand. Um, part of my um, idea for this, when I started doing uh, different cards that I don't know, was to find out enough so I can ask you some questions about it to get you talking, uh. but not learn enough that I know the answers myself. So one of the things that uh, so one of the things I didn't know about this as I was starting to research is this is actually the first card game of its time. Yeah, this is the first trading card game. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that. And as I was looking through my cards, one of the reasons I didn't pick out cards until last minute was um, as I was looking through them, my last episode, I talked with um, Blade Job Show. And um, we were supposed to do one on Final Fantasy, I want to say. But the cards weren't going to arrive in time. And I needed an episode. So he's like, well, I got plenty of wrestling stuff. And I was like, well, I got plenty of wrestling stuff. Let's just do wrestling stuff. And his cards arrived. And I got to be honest, all these, all this stuff looks exactly the same. So I did. I think it's Yu-Gi-Oh! 
Um, I looked at these Final Fantasy cards, and now I've looked at these Magic the Gathering cards, and my first thought was, it's all the same. It's exactly the same. But actually, I was, having known Magic the Gathering sort of third on this list, I was like, oh, they just copied everybody else. But actually, it's completely the other way around. Everyone else has basically just copied Magic the Gathering, as far as I can tell. So why wouldn't you just want to play the original? That's obviously the best one to play, isn't it? Um... Yeah, Matt Willis is currently screaming at his uh, whatever device he's listening on to it that it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, I I don't care. That was weeks There's... ago. I can't. You're lucky I even put the words in the right order this time. Right? I, for me, that's a, a big improvement. Um, so magic is from my understanding, completely different than, like, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. It's, like, completely... It's, like, uh... Yeah, in Yu-Gi-Oh, you just kind of put down the creatures. In Magic, you have these things called lands that you have to place down in order to cast your spells. I do remember seeing some reference to lands featured somewhere. Yes, yeah, so there are five land types. There is plains, which is referred to as white. There is forest, which is referred to as green. There is island, which is referred to as blue. There is mountain, which is referred to as red. And there is swamp, which is referred to as black. Well, this is an unexpected question then, because one of the things that I wrote down was it meant there was some mention of the colors that you just mentioned, but it had nothing to do with what you just said at all. Um, it sounded like you can choose. I'm not sure if you can choose different styles to play or if the cards are different colors. But on mine, it says that white gets the job done with teamwork and balance, the strongest defensive color. White uses protection spells to keep your creatures creatures safe from enemy attacked. Enemy attacks. Uh, blue picks apart opponent's strengths and uh, strategies, then crushes them. Foresight is the key to success when playing this color. It's strongest when played defensively, which means planning one, two, or even five steps ahead. Uh, black power, no matter the cost, is where you find spooky creatures like vampires, demons, and the wandering undead. It's also where you'll trade resources uh, in order to destroy your op opposition. Red wants to win fast and win now. Red is played as an aggressive color that uses power, damage, and quick play tactics to decimate opponents. And a great choice for beginners is green because it's filled with nature's fiercest creatures. The big the better. Green plays with a force as unstoppable as nature itself. Animal lovers and this color is for you. So unless the, the vampires, demons or whatever black was, unless they live in that black land, then is this just a totally different color? Is what a completely different color? The I don't know. I, I thought that you chose to play a particular style. Like, if I'm playing soccer or something, like, mm -hmm. the team I'm playing, we can decide how we're going to set up. Like, we can say, this is a really good team, so we're going to play super defensive. Or, this team sucks, we're just going to go all out attack and just blast goals in. Or, we're kind of neutral, so we're probably going to, I don't know, play tight in the middle or whatever. So, I'm not sure what those colors that I just read to you have to do with anything, man. Is that a, is that a personal choice, how you choose to play? Or is that the, based on the cards that you get? Or, I have no Idea. Yeah, each color kind of has its own identity. Uh, and so each there's like deck archetypes where you can kind of build your deck around like a certain theme. And so the colors are suited to like be more advantageous. Like black is 
uh, really strong creatures, but the disadvantage is that they're really easy to get rid of. Okay. Well, for every and, advantage, there's obviously a disadvantage. So yes. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. And so the color pie, they try to, when they make new cards, they will try to fit the the spells into these into like those those color archetypes that you so nicely talked so if i was playing against you then i'd want some card that basically um defeats people that go off topic quickly oh so kind no. of use an analogy something like that then i, I would kind go of, I whatever guess you, you would... consider your strength i would have to somehow make it into a weakness yeah you want to best me uh-huh. What was the other thing I saw on here? Um, so you talked about different areas. Um, the thing I saw here is it says a player in magic takes the role of a planes walker, a powerful yeah. wizard who can travel between dimensions, that's planes, of the multiverse. So is that the different areas you were talking about? No. So you're going to roll your eyes. Oh, I but already There is a lot of lore to magic. And so, like, okay. all of the creatures, like... In, like, the story of magic, like, interact and stuff. And the planeswalkers are, like, the main characters of magic. Okay. I tried to say it as as not nerdy as possible. Well, you so was- you take the role... So, like, you as the player are, like, a play as a planeswalker because some of the cards, like... It's kind of like the Avengers... Or, like, it's, like, different universes kind of coming together. Okay, all right. Because, yeah, and each each time they print a new set of cards, it's on a different plane. So it's in, like, a different world. Okay, and I think I saw some of that. One of the things that I did like was, um, like, when I do my research, I obviously just type it straight in Magic the Gathering, and then the first thing that comes up is normally their webpage, and then the second thing that comes up is normally Wikipedia, and normally that's kind of enough for me to get what I need to get out. Um, I saw it was on YouTube as well, so I was like, all right, this is probably going to be more exciting than just reading, so I clicked on one of their videos, and they were talking about one of their new card sets, and, um, yeah, they are explaining all that, so I kind of got that side from it. I thought the YouTube part was kind of interesting actually um i don't i think the video was about 20 minutes i definitely didn't watch the whole 20 minutes but i thought okay probably after about 30 seconds i'm either going to not have a clue what's going on or just going to want to switch it off and i watched it for at least 10 minutes i thought it was kind of interesting i had no idea what it was talking about but but i guess nobody does if it's a brand new world yeah and it's it's very there's a lot to magic because it's existed for this. They're celebrating their 30th year this year. They are. Yeah. And so um, there is a lot of magic the gathering. Well, some of the stats that I got was um, there's approximately 35 million players as of 2018 uh-huh. and uh, 20 billion magic cards were produced in the period from 2008 to 2016. Uh, so during which time it grew in popularity. Yeah, I would guess so if you had 20 billion. So I'm guessing all the cards that I get, I don't know if there are super collectible ones. Like I know for Pokemon, there definitely are. But for magic, I don't know. Is it just like everyone buys a standard deck, or I didn't look into it that much? So, ooh, I believe that magic is the most collectible okay. because um, because the early sets were such a limited print run that there are less of them. 
And so there is a there is a card called Black Lotus, and I'm gonna look up right now. I, I'm guessing the market price is, yeah. Uh, you can just if you just type in Black Lotus, uh, just so there's one of them j- that just sold for five hundred and forty thousand dollars. Oh shoot! Uh, yeah, they usually sell for upwards of fifteen thousand dollars. This the most famous card in all of magic is the black lotus the market price is is 12 grand oh so i'm looking on here Uh, oh this is literally a few days ago so this would not have been on my list when i uh uh, first put this in yeah rare mtg black lotus card sells for record-breaking 540k auction and this is like two days ago seven hours ago or three days ago um one of them it says a signed lotus card so who's signing this is it that is it richard garfield so usually what you when you get a signature it is from the artist of the card because every card has its own unique art and so you want this the Uh, get an artist signature oh so this is not even that old of a card so when you were saying the old that 1993 is the original print run i assumed it was one of those this one's from 2014 no, that is not a real Black Lotus because they stopped printing Black Lotus in 1994. Oh, actually, I'm looking at the um, actually I'm looking at the PSA thing on here, and yeah, no, it doesn't. It does say 1998. I can't see; it's too small. It's either 82, 83, 92, or 93. I guess it must be 93 then. Um, signed on the case rather than on the card by the late artist Christopher. Oh, signed by the card by Christopher Rush in 2014. Okay, all right. So yeah, no one. No, there's no going to be a, no more legitimate ones of these. And if he died, yes. The card, which began with an opening bid of only $1,000, rose quickly during the just over two-week auction before finally being hammered for $540,000, inclusive of a 20% buyer's premium. Uh, This edged out the previous record of $511,000. Oh, it's 1993. I can see it. I can see it a lot clearer. Um, I was looking in my cards just to see if I had a Black Lotus. Um, Alas, my $5 purchase from eBay does not have a Black Lotus card, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be a gross oversight. (laughs) You always hear stories like that, but no, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. That's That's a shame. Okay, so and well, in that case, then that's uh, they're definitely collectible. I think Pokemon cards go for over a million, though the top ones. Isn't that what Logan Paul paid? Just because you pay something doesn't mean it's worth that much. Okay, but it's like the going. He's not going to pay deliberately twice the price just so I can say I paid a million dollars. It's Logan Paul. I'm not gonna. Okay. Okay, so you're going to argue then that Pokemon cards are not super collectible. I'm going to argue that Pokemon cards are more popular. Okay, all right. I, I think that their top cards go for more than what this did, but I didn't realize they went for quite as much as, as quite as much as that. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to find. Oh, it says it's a. Oh, there's only six in existence. That, six black um, lotuses? No. No. Well, this says population of six. I think it's population of six that have been signed on the case. Then perhaps. Or the, or at PSA ten level, that might be the difference. Because it depends on obviously what the grading are. Like over in 1993, nobody obviously thought to put these in penny sleeves or anything. I'm guessing people no, just no. used them. So to have in in PSA 10 condition is going to be super unlikely now. Mm. 
All right, I was going back from that. Now, hold on. Let me get back to my let me get back to my notes a little bit. Now, one thing that you said you said it was very different from that game, and I already forgot what it's. Dang it! I remembered what it was called, and I forgot it. You Yu Gi Oh. Oh yeah, I think I pronounced the middle part right this time. Uh, you said yeah. it was totally different from that. But one of the first things I wrote down in my notes is it's exactly the same as that. Um, when I talked to Dan Griffin, I mentioned it didn't mention until page, I don't know, it was like page 40 or something, that there was um, a life value and your idea was to get your opponent down to zero. But this one, it mentioned it on the first page. And I was like, well, that's kind of helpful because that tells you exactly how. Because I, I was like, how do you win at the game? Like, I had no idea. They didn't explain anything. So it says you cast spells, attack creatures to deal damage to their life total with the object being to reduce it from 20 to 0 or 40 to 0 in some group formats. So, that and that that sense it made sense. So I kind of understood what was going on with this game a lot quicker. The only thing that also made this confusing was I remembered on the Yu-Gi-Oh one there was like different decks you can play with as well and it looks like this has different play types. So it says limited, improvise your own pack on the spot, build unique decks and battle with the cards you acquire. So when it says acquire, I don't know, does that mean buy from Amazon or win from your opponent? I'm not sure. So you're getting into the formats that you can play. Okay. Like there are different, there's different like uh, deck building restrictions for different formats. So you, yeah. So some cards are, legal or banned and in a, in a format yeah and so okay. what limited is is that you you buy uh you have it in like the the pack so like uh like a booster pack of 15 cards sure and like you have like three of those and that's from those three cards from those three packs that's the deck that you make and constructed your cards, your deck, your victory, build the ultimate deck. This is from their website. So and that constructed just means that uh, constructed means that the the cards that you own. Okay, all right. And then the last one was at all these games. It's like two players, twenty five minutes. And I was like, I could probably cope with that. Like I know Matt likes to rib me for the one time I played Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't know. It felt like the game went on for hours. I was like, is there any end in sight to this? It seems like you can prolong the agony for as long as you like. This under thirty minutes. I'm like, that's good for for young players. I'm like, that seems like that could keep your attention. Uh, but the last one though, Commander, have you got what it takes to be the last one standing? Get ready to face off against multiple opponents at once. Three to five players, two hours. Whew. So which format did you used to play? So what I play is uh, Legacy, which is a form of Constructed. Okay. So is that a specific deck from a particular year that you just mentioned, the Legacy? So no. So you don't, they don't come, decks don't come with, uh, like, prepackaged. Like, you have to buy, the, like, buy the, the single cards in order to form the deck. Okay. And the other thing that I saw that if I was to pick a game to play, this would probably be, get me interested, but I don't think you do it anymore. Um, it says there's gambling involved. 
Uh, the original set of rules prescribed that all games were to be played for ante, kind of like poker, like you have to put a chip out instead. Uh, Garfield, the, the person who created the game, was partly inspired by the game of marbles and added this rule because he wanted the player to play with the cards rather than simply collect them. The ante rule stated each player must remove a card at random from the deck they wish to play with before the game began, and the two cards would be set aside together as the ante. At the end of the match, the winner would keep, take and keep both cards. The gambling rule was also forbidden, though, at sanctioned events. Uh, the last card to mention anti was printed in 1995. Okay, I guess that's a, just the very initial players then who use those rules. Yeah, anti was banned uh, because uh, Magic started being uh, more tailored to kids, and kids can't gamble. Uh, they used to gamble with marbles. I'm going back into the day, or with Conkers in England, we used to. That was kind of a form of gambling as well, or. I don't know. It seems like it's it's not like it's a massive stake at that time. In 1995, I'm sure cards were fairly inexpensive, right? Yes, but now if cards, if th if things were to be anteed, it would not be great. Because you have the possibility of losing hundreds or thousands of dollars. Well, don't put those ones in your deck then. That's how you decide, right? Or if you do, you've got to be confident you're going to win. See, I think that would actually play make a very level playing field. One of my criticisms of Yu-Gi-Oh! was basically it looks like they're, com they're trying to get you to buy as many decks as possible so you can have the strongest hand possible. And it looked like the more money you spend, the more likely you are to win. Whereas if you play this version, uh, you don't want to do that. If you run the risk of losing a card that's worth a lot of money, then you're not going to play that in your deck, and therefore your hand is not as strong. So you've got that tactical decision. All right, what do I want to do? Do I want to try and win, but risk losing some good cards? Or do I want to play with a slightly weaker deck and probably not win? And then I could lose I could lose all my cards eventually. So I think it, makes, it sounds like it makes it more exciting to me. I think it's to each their own. Okay. Right. But wizards, wizards of the coast who make magic do not sanction uh, anti rules anymore. I I, I saw that. I, I saw it. But for twenty five minutes to play for one card, that doesn't sound like that's um. A well, the twenty the twenty five minutes is really forty five minutes. I'm not sure whether again this twenty five and oh. uh you you don't play for twenty five minutes. You play until you play two out of three. So you okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's how I read it. That's how I read it. And um, well, I gotta say, my rest of my notes are screwed up because I had cards to show you. I was gonna respond to yours. Um, I wrote something down in my notes because I have cards asked. next to me. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I don't. They're not good, but hey, it's if it's something that starts the conversation. You ask and we go off topic. I was like, Micah, you be Micah. I was like, you do you. Um, so I had something I was going to ask you right at the start, but I didn't even need to go off topic because you did immediately. Oh, um, what's your off topic? You, I was going to ask you um, about um, something I talked to uh, Nishkai about because I hadn't heard anything about it. So I was going to immediately go off cards and ask you about Moxie. Moxie? The soda? Yeah. Gross. I'd never heard of it until he mentioned it on the last episode. It's terrible. Oh, oh, okay. He was trying to convince me it was worth buying. Like he goes through. It's not. It's like so bad. It tastes like. It tastes like a melted down cough drop. I, I think he mentioned something like it was a little bit like medicine, but I think he also mentioned the fact that you either love it or you hate it. So it's so bad. Okay, I, I still got to try it though. You don't. I'm telling you. 
it's really it's really not the best. After we finished talking um, about two weeks ago, I went and looked it on because you can buy stuff like that from Amazon normally. So I was like, let me see how much it is. It was like twelve or thirteen dollars, I think, for a case of like twelve or something or eight. And I was like, yeah, I'm not paying that much. I was like, I'll just wait. <laughs> Whenever I'm in New England next, I'll try it then. But uh, I'm not going to get it. And the other thing that I saw was um, a Moxie advertising sign from I had no idea what year. Uh, but it must have been 40s or 50s, I'm guessing, that was signed by Ted Williams. And it was $350 because I sent that to Ryan. And I was like, yeah, I can't afford it. And he's like, that's a pretty good price for something with Ted Williams autograph on it. I was like, I know it is. And the fact that it's so New England based as well. Um, I don't have $350 to throw on throw on a piece of memorabilia, though. No, yeah. If I win the lottery, I might start being a little bit more reckless. But yeah, um, I'm prepared to spend $5 on getting some magic cards, but I'm not prepared to spend anything that crazy. Well, as you don't have anything prepared, then um, let me let me take it totally off topic. Then what's your favorite thing that you've got? What's your favorite piece that you collected? Well, it's like a favorite card or a favorite piece of memorabilia. It doesn't have to be anything to do with magic at all. Mm. Oh, this is tough. Shall I narrow it down to wrestling then? Would that help? I don't buy wrestling memorabilia. None at all? No, like my parents used to buy me like the DVDs. Okay. Do you have like the figures when you were growing up? No. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't have the figures either, but. Yeah. um, I was a really boring kid. (laughs) (laughs) What about adult Micah then? Don't like a. Uh, I bought them really. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of like cool things that I've bought. I can do my good card first if you like. While you think about it, I own a Ted. I not Ted. I own a Roger Clemens rookie card and a Mike Trout rookie card. Okay. All right. Do you know what the Mike Trout one is? It's a Tops. Okay. All right. I actually, um, my mom normally gives me about, it's like a $50 at like every holiday. Like she's not going to, we agreed a long time ago, it's pointless trying to buy something and send it across because by the time you paid shipping, it's worth like half the price. So now she just goes, just go buy something you want. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I can do that. And um, I came across a set of my, a set of cards and I don't remember who, who they are. It's not tops. It's not one of the big names. But there was a Mike Trout card in there that was worth $40 by itself. And I was like, I kind of like a nice Mike Trout card. But then I was like, I wonder how much the set is. So I looked at the set, and it was about 80 I want to say. And I kind of watched it on eBay. And then the guy offered it to me for like 60 or something. So I was like, sure. So I spent that in – it was like July last year, and I just saved it until until it was Christmas this year. And uh, that I know that Mike Trout card's already gone up to about 50 so I know I have a nice Mike Trout card. I haven't even put it in a sleeve or anything yet. It's just sat in the box with the other 120 cards, I think it is. But there's some nice ones in there. But yeah. Roger Clemens. I assume Roger Clemens is probably tops as well, man. No. It was a Roger Clemens rookie. I don't know. His tops are up a deck, I'm guessing. You obviously didn't get it when it came out, so. No. So where are you getting something like that from then? Is that you going to a card show? Are you just looking around on eBay? A flea market. A flea market. Okay. 
So what specifically made you pick that one out then? Is it just because it's Red Sox? Because Roger Clemens is... um, He's pretty cool is not what I want to say about Roger Clemens. Um, (laughs) He's a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure on numbers, but if you're going to put me... If if i got to guess, I'm going to say seven Cy Youngs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, how many of the steroids and stuff you know there's all these controversies as you would say there is but then how many of the batters were doing the same thing and how many of the other pitchers were doing the same thing so it's not like he was the only one doing it or anything i guess if everybody's killing each other then it doesn't really matter if this one guy is killing each other too even with that even if he hadn't i'm sure when he started he wasn't um, he would still have had a Hall of Fame career anyway. And same with Barry Bonds. You can say whatever you like about his figures afterwards. Um, leading up to that, he still would have been a Hall of Famer just from his time in Pittsburgh. If he'd have carried on with these same sort of figures. Perhaps. Ah. Um, it wouldn't lo- nearly have been that great, though. I'm just looking on my phone because I, I don't know how I thought this was going to come up. But um, I was going to I saw something on Facebook just as I was kind of getting ready. And I was like, oh, I'll take a picture of that. I'm going to ask my son this later. But I was like, I might be able to ask Micah this. All right, Micah, there are. Let me count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten players in baseball history who've had multiple 50 plus home run seasons. There are 10 plus. 10 who've had 50, uh, multiple, so two or more, 50-plus home run seasons. Okay. Who are the 10 players? It's like a who's who of baseball, pretty much. Hank Aaron. And immediately you got straight away. So if this was like a one-and-done thing, you'd be done. That's what it actually says on the top. You'd expect Hank Aaron to be on that list, and he's not. I wouldn't have picked him because I know he was more for longevity. Like, I don't think he even had a single 50 home run season. But he was around for 20-plus years. He was always getting, like, 40 every year. So that's why he's total so high. But, yeah, no, Aaron's not on the list at all. Um, ooh. Well, now I'm gonna second guess myself the whole the whole time. Uh, A Rod. A Rod's on the list, yeah. Barry Bonds. And that was my first pick, and no, he's not. I was shocked when I, it, was, it was. It was as I mentioned Barry, Barry Bonds. I was only like, oh, oh shoot, Babe, Ru- Babe Ruth, right? Babe Ruth is obviously on that list. Yeah, yeah, no, Barry Bonds. And I had to. It's like you're not going to believe it, but Barry Bonds is not on this list. And I was like, I don't believe it. I'm going to look it up. Like I was in America when he was in that time. He was breaking a record. Like, how do you have 73 one season? And then no other seasons above 50. And it's true. His next highest season was 49. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I would not have believed. Because to me, Barry Bonds is the ultimate home run hitter. Whether you think he cheated or not, he, he just crushed the ball. Now, he did set lots of records for walks and stuff like that. Like, there's one year he got walked like 200 times because no one would pitch to him because they knew if he pitched, he was going to get a home run. So he's got quite a few with 45, 46, 47. But, um, yeah, no, he's not on that list. I thought that was – I'm interested to see who my son's pick, but I would definitely pick Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds would have been my first answer, and I was shocked. Is Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire on the list? Those are both on the list, yes. Um, I think if I would have gone through the list, I think the only one I wouldn't – I think there's only one I wouldn't have got. Is 
Aaron Judge on the list. Aaron Judge is on the list. And actually, I probably might have forgotten Aaron Judge. I think he's probably a little too modern. I know he obviously did last season, but I wasn't sure the premium. So actually, I might have missed two. If I'd have been down on like him out of players, I probably might have said him. But I, he wasn't one that immediately sprung to mind for sure. Um, This is tough. How many do I have? Uh, you have one, two, three. Uh, you have four, so you're missing six right now. Ted Williams. Uh, Ted Williams is not on that list, no. Damn. He was another one. He hit 500 over his career, but he was out for so long. He would always get like 40. A se- He's another one. He would get 40 a season probably, but he. I don't think he ever broke 50. Can, can I hit the Negro Leagues or no? Um, there's no. It's all from the Major Leagues. Um, because I would have said Josh Gibson. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, oh, this is. I think there'll be a couple that you'll be kicking yourself that you didn't get. And I think there'll be a couple that you'll be like, I I would never have got those. Carl Yastrzemski. Um, no, no. Not even close? No, no. He, He had a lot of hits, but I don't think he was a big home run hitter. Pete Rose. Uh, same thing. He was had lots of hits, but he's not a home run hitter. Zero clue, then. Let me have. I want to look how many. I'm get, I'm guessing Pete Rose had less than a hundred home runs. I'm, I'm trying to. Less uh, than a hundred. That that might be a hot take right there, and I'm probably going to look really stupid for even saying that. But uh, let's have a look. Oh, 160. 160 total for Pete Rose. I knew it wasn't many. Um, his highest he ever had was 16. Yeah, 16. Uh, oh, gosh. I have no idea how you spell Yastrzemski. I don't even know the first. Oh, thank you. Y-A-Z. I've typed it in before, so it came up. Uh, Yastrzemski had 452 lifetime. His highest was 44, I think. I'm trying to scroll through every season. His highest was 44, and then it's like 40, 40. And then after that, there's not. I don't think there's any even in the 30s. So it was all 20 and below. All right, let me give you the other ones then. I'm going to give you the ones that I think you'll be disappointed with first. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. Makes sense. Um, who else? Uh, Willie Mays. Yeah. Mickey Mantle. Ah. Yeah, see, I thought that was the one. And the ones that I'm, I don't think you'll be disappointed you didn't get. Uh, Jimmy Fox. Although he was a Red Sox player. Um, and Ralph Kiner. I wouldn't have got Ralph Kiner. I'm not even sure. I think he played for the Tigers, but I'm not even sure. I don't think of him as a home run hitter. He's, he's kind of one of those players from an era that I don't really know. Um, let's see. 369 lifetime, uh, 369 home runs lifetime. Oh, I was not even close. He played for Pittsburgh most of his career. And, oh, 51 in his sophomore year and then 54 in his fourth year. Okay, wow, that's pretty impressive. Someone in the 40s. I guess he probably got overshadowed because of people like Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio. So that might be why I don't know him as well. But, yeah, yeah. So how much did you pay for the um, Roger Clemens card, if that's not too gauche to ask? So long ago. I think, like, $35. Okay. All right. Is it PSA? Is it graded or anything? Or is it just raw? Not graded. Okay. All right. I have, I think I have some Clemens cards. 
Uh, well, I know I have some Clemens cards. I don't know if I have a Clemens rookie. Um, I, I got too many cards right now. I need to find some way of sorting through them better. At spring break, I need some way of actually organizing them because right now I got they're not in any. Besides being organized by sport, that's about all it is. Which is I have too many baseball, so it's uh, it's kind of confusing. All right, well I'm going to talk about some good cards that I got. Um, the person that sold me these cards, it was like fifty cards for five dollars or something. I was like perfect, and like a dollar shipping. I was like that's good. I just want something cheap. They gave me some free cards as well. He's like here's a few extra ones. So I was like well that's a good moment. Um, I don't think they're worth anything, but you can tell me if you recognize any of these ones. Uh, Blanchwood armor. I don't know if you can see them or not if I hold them up. Don't know if that one means anything. Sounds like not. Uh, Fallen Angel. I know what that one is. Okay. I don't know what year they're from. I'm going to guess it's nothing too modern. And uh, Active Volcano. Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, that is that a land? Because it's a place? Does it that... say land? Uh, it says instant. Well, then it's not a land. So what's an instant? An instant is something that you can play on instant. your opponent's turn. Oh, okay. As well as on your turn. Okay. Well, I can see the Blanchwood armor is a creature, and Fallen Angel is a summon angel. Okay. All right. Oh, they were the free ones. All right. The ones I was going to pick, though, because I wanted you were like, can we go off topic? And I was like, shoot, I'm just going to follow your lead. Uh, I don't. These don't mean anything to me anyway. So I was going to pick this one, which says uh, Stadium. Oh, they wrote. Did somebody write on the back of this card? This one's damaged. What the heck? Why would somebody write on the back of a card? I didn't notice this. Uh, this one says Stadium Vendors, which I have no idea what that's got to do with Magic the Gathering at all. Uh, when Stadium Vendors enter the battlefield, choose a player. That player adds two mana yes. of any one color they choose. And then at the bottom, it says potions, mana potions, health potions, energy potions, get your potions. Oh, so this person sells potions then. Okay, if I had read it, I might have made a bit more sense. And then right in the corner, and I hadn't noticed this either, it says three of three. Now, if I was a regular card collector, that means there's only three of these in existence, but I'm guessing it's not true for this one. No, that's like how how much attack it has and how much defense it has. Ah. And why did I pick this as my good card? I was going to ask you about stadium food. Stadium food? Sure. I, I oh, I've only, I've only been to Fenway. Okay, that's the perfect place to talk about, because I've been to Fenway as well. It's too expensive. <laughs> I don't think I think the only thing I've ever bought from a stadium vendor is um, a beer when I went to Coors Field in Denver. And that was the first time I'd ever been to a baseball stadium. So I saw the person coming around and he's like, Coors. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I've got to get a Coors beer. at Coors. So I just bought one from the guy without even really thinking about it. But now I don't know. I don't know why they still. I don't know if, why they still exist. I don't know if I'm just a real cheapskate. Like, I'm not paying for a tip when I can just go and walk to the back and go grab a, a beer or a food or whatever. Um, I guess some people, are people really that invested in the game, they don't want to move? Or is it just laziness? I think it's like part of like the experience of being at a, at a game. Uh, that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 
I do like the fact that you can, and I don't know any other place where this exists, but like if you're in the middle of a row and you order a hot dog and the guy out there and he's like, you want onions with that? You're like, yeah. And you nod in all that stuff. Ketchup? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you pass the $10 along the line or whatever. And everyone in the row just takes the $10 and passes it to the guy. And then he'll get the hot dog and like, oh, whatever it is, $3 change, whatever. And then they'll, everyone will pass it along the line back to you. I kind of like that side, that side of it. but Yeah, it's kind of yeah. nice. Uh-huh. Um, I was just wondering if there was any memorable ones. Uh, there was one in um, there's one in Baltimore has been there for like 40, 50 years. Like I like watching them, but sometimes it's more exciting than the game because they obviously that's where they make their money. The more attention, if they grab your attention, then... I love. Uh, so last time I went over last summer, my favorite thing happened where I ordered peanuts and the guy threw it to me from very far away. Yes. I it. Yes. You can do that. You can't really do that with a hot dog, but yeah, you can do that. <laughs> you can definitely do that with peanuts. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or Cracker Jacks, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're perfectly good at dealing with that side of it, for sure. Do Cracker Jacks only exist in America? As far as I know. I'd never heard of them before. Um, I'm it's not like really... The, it's like the most American thing, too, because it's not even good. Um, I thought it was just... It's just Cracker Jack, isn't it? Rather than Cracker Jacks. Everyone says Cracker Jacks. Well, Cracker Jacks, like, as in, like, multiple. Like, buying some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. As in, like, Uh, more than one Cracker Jack. Sure. But on the bag, doesn't it just say Cracker Jack? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm I'm looking. I put Cracker Jack UK, and the only thing that's coming up is a TV show that I used to watch when I was growing up. Um, Which I know it's obviously that's not what we're talking about. So I'm going to... Great staying on topic. Um, I'm going to say that they're strictly American because I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, what if I typed in Britain's most popular popcorn? I don't even know that we have a popular popcorn. You guys don't have smart food. Um, it wasn't anything I would buy, so I'm not sure. Nine best popcorns in 2023. Uh, the number one one I've never even heard of, so that's a great start. Uh, the number one, it said it was, oh, now I'm scrolling, I can't see anything. Kirkland Signature. I've never even heard of that. Oh, it's Costco. Oh, it is? Okay. That's a microwave popcorn. Uh, number two is Proper Corn, which I've never heard of either. Can't tell you. Um, almond and pop, uh, butter, uh, peanut butter and almond popcorn. Okay. Uh, number three is oh, proper corn, but sweet and salty. Number four, Joe and Seth's. I've never heard of that either. Number five is gourmet popcorn tasting selection. All right. This just looks like Amazon's list. Uh, number six is Magicorn easy pop. Nope. Number seven, proper corn, lightly salted. Number eight, butter kissed popcorn. Okay, well, butter kissed is chocolate. And uh, number nine is uh, butter kissed crunchy toffee popcorn. So I'm going to guess on that basis, then we don't get Cracker Jacks. As far as I can tell. Uh, I'm trying to scroll through the pictures to see if any of these, like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen the. Uh, no, I don't recognize any of these pictures at all. So it seems to be a mix of microwave and uh, pre prepared. And that's, yeah, that's all I can see. What other popcorns do you get in the States then? I don't even know. Smart Food, Orbach, or Orville Redenbacher. 
Yeah, it's, that might be something if I asked my kids, they would probably know better. Um, no, that's not quite the same. The 11 best gourmet popcorns you can snack on. Yeah. Popcorn's actually one of the foods that's, I would, con- I'm sure they make a massive profit from it. But in terms of your, how much you get, you bang for your buck, like you get a lot. Like when we went to, um, I took Jackson to SmackDown in DC like a couple of weeks ago and a ridiculously massive container for under $10. Like there was as much as I could eat, as much as he could eat, and then we brought some home for the next day. Yes, popcorn is kind of gross. I don't mind it if it's if I'm if it's something like if I'm watching a sport like that where I'm just kind of and it's going on for a couple of hours and I just need something to distract me while I'm watching. Like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it then. But uh, yeah, no, I've not heard of any of these ones at all. Uh, yeah, nope. All right, well, I'm going to talk about my bad card then because once again this takes us totally off topic. So um, I like the picture on this one. It kind of reminds me of um, Terminator 2 when Sarah Connor's envisaging what happened when the world went to shit, basically. And you got the people holding onto the fence and you got the fire and the nuclear bombs come through and all that stuff. So this is the fiery temper card. Uh, fiery temper deals three damage to target creatures or players. So is that like a life point then? Is that the same thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, madness. If you discard this card, discard it into exile. When you do, cast it for its madness cost or put it in your graveyard. Let the flames ignore the sinless. Yeah, I have no idea what this card does at all. But I was going to ask you then, just to get off topic, what's the maddest you've ever been watching sport? Since it's fieriest temper. Like, I'm sure you're not one of those people that I like when you see the Super Bowl, you'll always see somebody who will like pick up their TV and smash it on the floor and do something crazy like that. I'm guessing no. you've got nothing quite as crazy as that. But No, that's not me. What's the maddest you've ever been watching sport? I'm, I'm prepared to go wrestling if you want to, because wrestling can they obviously deliberately play with your emotions because it's scripted. The maddest I've ever been while watching was sport. Okay. The ending to UFC 229. All right, you're going to have to help me out a little bit because I have no idea. This happened in the fall of 2018. Okay. It was a big fight between Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay, I've heard of one of those, so that's good. What's up? I've heard of one of those, so that's good. Conor McGregor? I've heard of Conor McGregor. Mm hmm. Well, good. You should have, because he's pretty popular. I thought um, he was coming to WWE. I thought. Yeah. You thought wrong. Apparently. How dare you? All right, you? so what made you so mad about this finish? Was this the main event? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. This was like the... He- so what made me mad was after the fight. So so Conor McGregor lost, and then immediately after the fight there was a huge like scrimmage there was like a huge brawl it was a huge controversy between the two two fighters yeah okay so uh, first of all what was the victory did one of them win or was it like points or yeah uh, one of them won by submission okay so there was a clear winner for this so that's not what caused them to fight then yeah okay so what why were they fighting well, there, there was a lot of bad blood. Oh, okay. Between like the two, and so like they fought after the fight, like the the 
teams, the camps. Okay. And why did that make you mad? It sounds like obviously a UFC fan. You, it's, to me, that would sound like the thing that it wouldn't make you mad. It would make you like, this is awesome. Because in the, in the actual... Because, like, they were fighting for no... Because they were not fighting sanctioned. Like, that wasn't... Okay. That wasn't like a sanctioned fight, like that. Like this was like a this was like a bad blood fight that like that had nothing to do with the sport. So, are you blaming one particular person for this, or is it just was it? No, I bad at the situation that it happened because Conor McGregor uh, said things that were not okay. Uh, okay. In the build up to the fight, that definitely led to this happening. Um, I know that he can definitely wind people up. I remember reading different things. He's obviously, he's had quite a few suspensions as well, I think, right? He's only had this one, which happened. There is this, there, both fighters were suspended immediately after this. Okay. All right. I definitely, I definitely remember the aftermath for this, but I don't think I, I don't think I've ever, the only UFCs I've ever seen were on YouTube and it was Brock Lesnar because I was curious to see. What was Brock Lesnar like as a UFC fighter? So I just watched individual matches. I've never seen a whole event, I don't think. I think I had a DVD of one of them, but I don't think I ever watched it. Because I didn't know who the people were. And I couldn't buy into it. I, I didn't know who they were. Uh, oh, um, obviously, uh, Ronda Rousey's matches I've seen as well. For the same reason. I was kind of curious. I, th- I think I knew Ronda Rousey before, for, before the wrestling side of that. Like, she was just so crossover. It was like, all right, let me see what the big deal is. If you're winning matches in under 30 seconds against, like, the second best person in the world, that, that's going to get your attention quickly. And it did. And my wild thing, um, I didn't really know how I was going to bring this in, but I think this is how I was going to do my Moxie Lincoln. Um, I got a baseball bottle cap, and it's got one of those people we talked about earlier, uh, Willie Mays. Um, I just had this lying around. It's something I bought. It was part of a lot that I got recently. But I'm trying to find different things rather than just collecting cards. So I picked this bottle cap up. Uh, 1964 All-Stars. It's got Willie Mays on the front. And on the back, it says number 151. So I don't know how many is in this set. Uh, mentions he plays for San Francisco. Lifetime average of about 316, if I can read that. And it mentions a couple of years that he played in. And, um, yeah, I think, the, I think the link was possibly going to be what's the weirdest bit of memorabilia you've got or kind of like the strangest thing that you collected. But I don't know. I'm getting a feeling you're not a massive collector then. Oh, uh, no, unfortunately. You were the perfect guest for the show. <laughs> you asked. I did, but I think I mentioned, I, I, I think I did, but um, you could have declined as well, unless you were just being polite. I was being polite. Uh, <laughs> I say it's about the conversation, so no, no, that's fine. Um, but I, I was thinking that you would I'm have sorry, something to lead like, off with as well. Don't you have a co-host on like your main show who just talks? Uh, <laughs> it certainly felt like that this week. <laughs> I don't think I needed to be there at all. Um, I think the episode title is the longest speed check ever. So instead of going for 90 seconds, it felt like we talked for about 10 minutes. Um, uh, I remember the, the speed checks we had with Nish guy. <laughs> That was awesome. That that was just a wide mat up though, and he still gets wound up by that all the time. That we just were like, yeah, you can just talk for as long as you like. I don't care. 
<laughs> that was that's always the fun that was such episode. a long episode too it was oh that was really long well the last episode i recorded with ryan for this was well matt's episode was an hour obviously he's going to talk for a long time me and ryan did an hour and 40 minutes uh, two weeks ago so yeah that he's always gonna he's another one you can just start him talking and uh he'll just carry he'll carry on he'll always have a relatable story so and i, I was fine with that i was fine with that and it works it worked just fine he's talking shit ryan he's <laughs> talking shit we haven't talked for a long time so it's kind of unusual we've gone probably nearly a year without talking which is really unusual like we were supposed to appear or i'm saying we matt i and a couple of other people were supposed to appear on the blade job show at the end of like the yearly episode which is going to be like november time and then the booking was done uh well i say booking it was like do you guys want to appear and we're like yeah and then yeah it just never happened so feels like devoid is right now entering this guy territory uh-huh yeah it's uh well you you kind of came back you've got your you got your interview out yeah uh you were definitely in the you were definitely on a hiatus i don't think it was announced as a hiatus was it no no that's what i i thought sometimes people are like hey we got life's happening uh, we're going to be busy, but we'll be back at some point in the future. And um, yeah, well, you don't have a I don't. Well, if you had a date when you always used to release, I don't think I ever used to notice. I think it we was did. more just it was more it just seemed more random. Like we have an episode, we'll just drop it. We we always release that Tuesday at one o'clock, but now we don't. Oh, OK. All right. It didn't feel like that, but that might be because it was different episodes, though. Like yeah. you'd have a game show, or you'd have your wrestling, or you'd have an interview episode. So it wasn't like it was the same thing each time. So, do you have any more of your in kayfabes up your sleeve, or did they all get released? <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that. Um, <laughs> you still have some? No. Oh, okay. I totally forgot that that was the thing that I did, though. <laughs> we reference it probably more than you've had episodes, I think. On good cop, on good cop, bad cop. We really, we, yeah. I'm, we talk about that. We, it's a good show. I, I know you talk when you talk to people about it to begin with. People have said like it's so unique. It's completely different from anything else, and it is. And everyone who appeared on it had really enjoyed appearing on it. I would hope. I think the biggest supporter was uh was Mags. Honestly, yeah, that's what you told me. Yeah, yeah. he was me. he was like gushing over, and I was just like, oh, I just. I like doing different things, and like Derek and I have always thought, Derek and I always want to do different. Yeah, different is way better than doing the same, and yeah. There was no other show like it, and um, I don't think you told. Well, on my appearance, I don't think you told me what the scenarios were going to be ahead of time, which I think it works much better for that natural reaction as well. Well, I I started to tell people because they were um, asking. Okay, I didn't ask. I don't care. Well, yeah, but you're you. Yeah. But yeah. I, well, oh, I'm normally the one who wants to be prepared, but for that, it didn't seem like... It was like a whole ordeal. It was. It was good. Oh, yeah, but, like, I recorded with you guys. I recorded, like, three episodes and then didn't release anything for, like, six months. I remember. 
that was always a running joke like you'd have it recorded but i think you would ask i don't know if it was matt's episode would be like is so is no episode matt's episode i've intentionally left off the longest because oh okay yeah just i think matt's episode was like the fifth or sixth episode in but it was like the second episode recorded <laughs> yeah i know we discussed that on a few times like hey is it coming out and he's like i don't know he's like, I just, I was like that's fine it's it's Micah. <laughs> <laughs> you release it when you're ready. It came out. It came out. But it was, and it was like, it was like a 35 minute raw, like raw edit. And I sent that to you, and you just didn't believe me that I that I could get Matt Willis to to talk for that short amount of time. That that has to be a record for him. I used to. I think the first episode of Good Cop Bad Cop's 25 minutes. I think. Well, I don't know how that's possible anymore, but um, I think our average time now is probably about between an, an hour, hour and a half and an hour 30. Yeah. If we have guests, and that's just us two. If we have guests, it's probably going to be close to two hours. Uh, if you have me on again, I haven't been on in a while. Oh, please. You came on. You came on randomly. I didn't even know you were going to be on there. Matt <laughs> said that I should. Uh-huh. He's been doing more of the booking recently. I haven't booked anybody. Um, I, I I got one booking actually, uh, from your good state, uh, for for April. It's somebody who's not been on Good Cop Bad Cop before. Do I know? Them? And that's literally the only booking that I've got. He has a few, and partly is because he has a few people booked. Like he has people from CXW booked. So I was like, that's fine. And he booked a few other people. Like he brought you in for that episode. Uh, he re- rebooked Ella J as well. And um, he's got a who is who. I'm sorry. Who, do I know this person? Uh, I don't think so. No. I, I don't. I, if you do, I'd be shocked. Unless you just mutually happen. Unless they're mutuals, I don't think they're mutuals. I'll get you to listen to an episode. Yeah, that's it's not, it's not Zach. It's Shiloh, right? No, no, no. He's he's been on before. He's been on multiple times. Yeah, no, it's somebody who's not been on before. Um, they we were gonna try and get them. We, they would have actually appeared in March, but um, with the it, trying to book right now is really difficult, mainly because of my schedule, and um, weekends are just like totally off for me. And we have like a small window. Like I don't get off work until about three p.m., which is eight p.m. Matt's time. And then if he's working the following day, like he doesn't want to go too late, which is totally understandable as well. Um, but now I have to pick Mason up from lacrosse practice as well, so <laughs> around five, and then I got to make dinner for everybody as well. So like my window is just ridiculously short. And we we changed our clocks last weekend, previous weekend, and um, they're not doing that in the UK until this weekend. So that that four hour difference has just been horrendous to try and book around. So um, these people are going to WrestleMania, so we're like, ask. Ah, that's cool. We'll, we'll we'll do it in April, and you can tell us about what WrestleMania was like. I'm sure there'll be some uh, good cop moments from that. You would hope. So, I was on in October. That's a while for me. Was that was that when you just dropped in? Yeah, that's when I surprised, and I said my good cop and bad cop moment was about the prime minister who like. I've had longer jobs than her. Oh, Liz Truss. Oh, really? October? Shit, my yeah. estimating skills are crap. Uh, I That's so thought, long for me that to is not a long appear time. on your show. That is a long time. That's like five, six months. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a ridiculous amount of time. Um, I honestly thought it was 
two months ago. That's that's terrible estimating. You thought it was this year? Yeah, I was sure it was this year. I was no. 100% sure. It was no, I said that I dropped into the Skype and you were just like, we're not recording for another five hours. <laughs> I was just in the room. There was that. Oh, I wonder if that's why I was... Because you asked me, are we recording? And I was like, yeah, but it's going to be like a weird time and we hadn't really got any... I can't remember if he was working or what it was. Or he had an... I think he had an event to go to. So he didn't know what time it was going to finish. So we didn't know what time we were going to record. So yeah, that might be what I'm thinking. That might be why I'm thinking it was closer then, to be honest. But yeah, we want to get I... Derek back on as well. We haven't. We've only had Derek on for one episode. It wasn't even an episode because he was late. He came and joined us like... No, say, no, our first appearance was with... Oh, well, I wasn't part of that, though. Well, I'm more important than Derek. <laughs> but we would like to get Derek back on as well. If you think it's a long time since you've been on, it's even longer since Derek's been on. I think it's funnier the more times I'm on without Derek. <laughs> we want you to submit some fan cop moments though occasionally you came up with a whole concept i don't think you've ever submitted a fan cop moment oh that's we always get I... one from derek we, we i always include derek in the tag now because he's he's always good at responding to those things and i stopped putting your name in because it's like a wasted tag ouch that's why i don't respond <laughs> what? i get tagged I tag you and you don't respond. I'm so. the original. I'm the originator of uh -huh. fan club moments. I I invent segments. You, you did. It made perfect sense to do it because we don't we don't want to we don't want to talk about everything because otherwise the show. Well, I don't want to talk about everything because otherwise Matt Willis will but take. But also a fan engagement, like oof. yeah, no, it's a great idea. And we have people that watch like New Japan. And we have people that watch Impact. We got indies in the UK. Like it covers and High Five Tom will always give you something from uh, Milwaukee as well. It makes way more sense to get things that are personal to fans. Yeah. And then we can and Matt and I can discuss them as well. Tom so, would be a great person for this show. I've asked him and I, I got to follow back up with him. I, I can't remember if he I think initially he declined. And then I think he said, yeah, I could probably do it. And then we I just need to be on his show so I can talk about Ring of Honor. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's got he's got a few different shows. I think I'm appearing on an upcoming. Uh, well, I say upcoming. It's probably a month, two months away. But I, I know it was booked a while ago. It was like, are you going to be available in like, I don't know when it was, May or something? I was like, yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I can't plan that far ahead. I have no idea. I have literally no idea. I don't even know from week to week. So when I initially asked you, it was like, hey, I'll get back to you once I know. And uh, mainly I don't know because I don't know what schedule Mason has for lacrosse games. Now, they've just been doing tryouts and scrimmages. Now that's officially starting this week. And Jackson's got Little League. I don't know when they're practicing yet either. So, yeah, it's it just makes it even worse. My weekends are out and then probably my weekdays are going to be out at some point. So that's not good. That's not good. But yeah uh, well i guess say you should talk to matt then uh get he's he's the official booker for good cop bad cop now i'm sure he can uh, uh, my name is said like twice an episode so it's okay you're always mentioned in the devil's advocate that that's for sure we that's always the disclaimer and start if you don't believe uh if you believe what we're actually saying is true then talk to our dada micah pellegrini at dying format so you always get mentioned in that segment and um yeah we should give you more a shout out for the fan cop moments really no, it's a, don't do that. I don't need the. I don't need my. I don't need my ego stroke that much. 
We did mention you in the introduction like two or three weeks ago, but I can't remember what it was because you even commented. It seems like we only want to talk about you. I, I can't remember how that came up, though, now. Oh, yeah, because like, you brought me up like four times in two minutes. I was just like, Jesus, should we call the Mike and Cop moment? <laughs> I don't remember how it was, though. Like, I, I can't think of any particular. Obviously, it's not unless it was because your 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 interview had debuted. I don't know. Or the fact that you guys were back. I don't know if that was a re- That's the only reason I can think of why we'd specifically bring up your name in the intro. Yeah, yeah. I could not tell you why you would talk about me so much, but it must be because of my charming good looks. It must be. It must be. I, I don't know. I can't. I honestly can't remember now. But no, I remember you mentioned that comment. And I, I remember at the time I was like, yeah, we did. We mentioned you very early in the show. I don't think it was anything that was particularly positive, though. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't I don't think it was the fact that you got a new show coming out because it would have been like, oh, go check out his interview. Like, I don't think it was that. I think I have a feeling it was more like a snide comment, but I don't remember what the comment was or why we would make it. And I think, and that's when I saw that comment. I was like, "Oh, he took offense to this." And I was like, "Ah, I did not." That that's kind of. I need that little wink emoji to let me know that you're just joking when you see things like that. Never. But. I need you to think. I need you to think that I'm one of these Americans who can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, have you got anything else to talk about for Magic the Gathering, or do you want to go no. off topic? Oh, do you want to go shit. even more? That's what we're topic? talking about again. <laughs> You you wanted to, you said you wanted the option to go off topic. So how far um, were you thinking of going off topic with? Like I've talked about soda, I talked about baseball, I talked about a few different things. Yeah, you haven't really gone off topic except for just not talking about the thing you were booked on the show for, particularly. So like you you must your kids must play video games, right? Um, a little bit. They play on their phones, so they play games on their phones more they than they play anything. games on their phones. Ugh, you got boring kids. Well, that's their. I have an Xbox now, and I I, I kind of regret buying it. Like I bought it probably around May last year. That sounds about right. And I I honestly can't tell you the last time I played it. It might have been six or seven weeks ago. And the only reason we played it was because it was like, oh shoot, we haven't played this in like two months. And it's just not my go-to thing. Like, if I got time, I'm going on YouTube and watching something on there. I'm watching some wrestling. I'm listening to music. Um, I have other things that I want to do ahead of video games. So I'm sure if they, they've asked sometimes, they're like, can we play on the video? I'm like, no, I'm not, not doing it on a school night. Like, I'm, I'm focused on other stuff. So Because I tend to do my work downstairs, which is where the video game is. And I don't want to listen to them. They they always argue when they're playing games anyway. So I think that's the other reason why I resent playing it now. It only has a negative connotation because they're so super competitive with each other. And they're just trash talking each other. And it just drives me crazy. I'm like, can't you just play the game for fun? And they can't do that. So That's not fun. Not to me, it's not. So, um, yeah, I think Jackson's talked about getting a PC gaming machine for his 14th birthday or something and i looked at mal i was like what and she's like he's not going to remember that in five years time so i just said yes <laughs> I was like, you're probably right or if you get that it'll be completely out of date at that point so yeah i bought the game pass and it's a total waste of money i think i'm paying 13 dollars a month and 
I'd, for not playing it at all. For not playing it at all. Yeah, I, I probably uh, the, probably the most I've ever played it is probably four hours in a month. Um, like on a weekend, we might have played for an hour, and then I think the first few weekends we played it like every weekend for like an hour, and um, that was it. I, I do want to play the new um, Tiger Woods Golf. I, I like playing the golf games, but I stopped and I stopped. I like playing it, but if I play with the boys, they just get super competitive, and that's why I don't like playing it. So I don't know. <sighs> but yeah, no. So they play. They played on their phones on their Kindles. Uh, different games, but I, I I honestly couldn't tell you what games they're playing right now. If you ask me, I have literally no idea because I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care what they're playing. Um, I know it's nothing inappropriate, so it's like hey, it's fine. Kindle's got obviously limits to what he can play anyway, so yeah. So what are you playing then? Um, I'm playing the Spider-Man game on the PS4. Okay, it's pretty fun. Uh huh. I saw Nish guy because well, we have to keep talking about him. Um, he's lost all his uh, videos of him streaming. He said, which I'm assuming relates to video game play. He has no idea where they are. Like, oh well, I don't. I think he'll survive. And they're all on YouTube anyway. I'm sure, so it doesn't really make any difference. I don't think you do anything like that, do you? You don't stream or anything. No. I. Yeah, I, I personally don't get it, but there's things that I watch that people don't get either. So I can, I can happily watch p- p- poker on TV. How most people, I, I find it interesting. And so I, I can, I can understand how people can find other things interesting that do- doesn't make sense to me. But no, I like the, I like the, um, the math side of it. I like the psychology side of it. So to me, it's the, like the perfect game. I need to play more. I need to. That should have been my resolution in 2023. I haven't played poker in about probably about four or five years. I need to get back into playing poker. That's something I really do like doing. But and the other one that now I won't say taken over my life, but uh, disc golf. Watching disc golf on TV. I just signed up for the disc golf channel, and that's that's my uh, Sunday afternoons now. I'll watch three four hours while I'm working in the afternoon. Because background noise, it's not really a distraction, but I can work at the same time. So I could see why people wouldn't like that either. Like you watch people throw discs at a basket. Yep, that's exactly what I do. I guess that's the question for you then. What's the what's the thing that you like to do that most people would consider really strange or boring? Um, watch wrestling. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess for the non, I guess if you're in the wrestling group, then that wouldn't be agreed upon. But for non-wrestlers, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't really talk about it at school, except with my co-teacher, who's a wrestling fan as well. Um, but yeah, I have a, I have one of those fat heads for the Undertaker in my classroom. So that that's probably the only time it comes up. Kids will be like, "Who is that?" Or they're like, "Is that the Undertaker?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's the Undertaker." The only reason I got the Undertaker was he was the only fat head that was um that didn't break the dress code because he's wearing like his jacket and stuff most of them they're wearing skimpy outfits which wouldn't be appropriate for a classroom so oh i didn't even like think about that i picked undertaker for that reason um because i wanted to get the rock like the rock's probably my favorite or stone cold i'd love one of those well i guess not with a middle finger obviously but um two of those like i wanted an iconic figure um but yeah i couldn't get one because they're all 
don't meet dress code. So I'm like, I'm not going to get away with this. But for The Undertaker, it's fine. You can't see any skin at all, I don't think. Because he's just got that big jacket on. But yeah, there's a lot of people who are casual fans who don't follow wrestling, but they know who The Undertaker is and they'll chat about him. So, well, that's that nice. Worked, that one worked out pretty good. Yeah, that one worked out pretty good. All right, I do not want to go an hour and 40 minutes like I did with Nish Guy. So I'm going to let you go ahead and promote whatever you like. Tell people, I don't know, have you got any upcoming episodes coming out? Any interviews? Any regular Devoid? Any game shows like, you know, that we uh, you know, that the current tag team champions of a uh, quiz always like to know about stuff like that. Um, yeah. And social media. Go ahead. Plug away, Mike. Um, Forgot. No, I will not. You're not going to promote anything. I'm not going to promote anything. I'm just going to promote good cop, bad cop wrestling. All right, check out Micah. He's going to be on in. Oh, I don't. I want to say. I don't know if I can say April though. I don't know. We have a few. Like I say, we got a few bookings coming up in April, and Matt's getting married, so that's probably going to be a week when we don't even record. So I don't know. All right, we'll we'll, we'll guarantee we'll get you in by May. How about that, Micah? Does that sound fair enough? Yeah. I mean, hey, don't move the world for me. <laughs> <laughs> 